Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the solemnity of Christ the King, King of the Universe. Welcome to Growing in the Gospel, Father Zach here. And we're at the end of time in our liturgical cycle. We're running out of time. And as we enter into this Sunday's Gospel, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, um, I'm just going to go over what the solemnity of Christ the King, King of the Universe where that comes from. And the solemnity of Christ the King was established by Pope Pius IX in 1925 and later on after the Second Vatican Council. It was placed at the close of the liturgical year. So the Gospel according to St. Luke presents as in great, a great painting the kingship of Jesus at the moment of his crucifixion. And the leaders of the people and the soldiers taunt the firstborn of all creation to put him to the test to see whether he has power to save himself from death. Yet, it is there that he can be known. Jesus gives us life because he gives us God. He can give, a, give God because he himself is the one with God from the one who it is before all things. One who is before all things. And in him all things hold together. The so, this so-called good thief straightway receives forgiveness and the joy of entering the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus, from the throne of the cross, welcomes every human being with infinite mercy. So again, this is a fairly new um, solemnity. It's not even 100 years old yet. So just to look at that, and our gospel this weekend will come from the gospel of Luke chapter 23, verses 35 through 43. So as always, call upon the Holy Spirit, pull out your Bible, get a um, catechism out if you can, and go deep with the word. If you can, pull up a friend, really do some, some scripture study. And the reason why we do this, again, is always to make sure we come to Mass prepared. So as we pray, our gospel comes, comes from 20, Luke 25, 23, verses 35 through 43, which begins with, The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly. For the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He said to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Powerful gospel. I'll try to open it up for you and to really look at what, what the Lord is saying and why we celebrate Christ the King Sunday. So, um, just a few, a few things about our gospel as we, as we look at the gospel, coming from the end of the gospel of Luke and really looking at the Lord enthroning his kingdom on a cross. And his arms are spread open to bless us, to show that death has no power over his kingdom. And when you and I look at our own lives, we really have to look at, is Jesus king? Is he Lord? Is he in charge of everything? Because Jesus is king, that ultimately makes his mother queen. 
and if they are a king and queen, that ultimately makes you an heir, a princess or a prince. And we have to honor that kingdom. We really have to honor that kingdom. And so many people just don't. You know, it's to realize the power of God's kingdom. Because if we're not living under the power of his kingdom, we're living under the power of the evil one. And his kingdom is full of smoke and mirrors. So notice how in our gospel reading today, in verse 37, one of the people being crucified next to Jesus says, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And it's a taunt, very much like the evil one saying, if you are the son of man, if you are the son of God. And it's really looking at the temptation to fall into that if word. But yet there's an inscription above Jesus has says, this is the king of the Jews. And yes, Jesus is a king, and he's more than king of the Jews. So according to Roman practice, criminals displayed a sign inscribed with charges brought against them. Jesus' placard was written in three languages. So to let everybody know who he was, but more to embarrass him. But noticing how one of the criminals says, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other does something that you and I need to do. He repents. He says, do you not fear God? And maybe that's just a, a simple question to ask yourself. Do I live in fear of God, like the repentant thief, the good thief? Or do I live more in fear of man? Do I worry about the opinions of others, my family, my friends? Or am, I, am I living in the spirit or am I living in the flesh? It's a great question. It's been, it came up a lot during my retreat that I was just on a week and a half ago. And I think as we spend time before the crucified Christ and knowing, you know, he had no loincloth on. He barely had any skin left on his body. He's pretty much drained. And yet he is in complete control. And the penitent thief, you know, he just says those words, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom or your kingly power. So the penitent thief, the one who repents, is the one that we want to be. His conversion at the final hour is now manifest by his insight. He does not see Jesus' death as his demise. And how many people see Jesus' death as our demise? But looks forward to the coming of his royal kingdom. The promise of paradise is generally out of proportion to the man's single, simple request. And, and paradise, um, you know, comes back to that word garden or park. And it's used three times in the New Testament. So this, the term makes its first biblical appearance in the Greek version of Genesis 2.8, where it refers to the Garden of Eden. Here before rebellion, of, the rebellion of Adam and Eve, you know, they lived enfolded in the blessings and peace of God, and that's what Jesus is restoring. So where Adam and Eve were disobedient to a tree, Jesus is nailed to that tree. So essentially later, as the prophets foretold that the blissful conditions of Eden would reappear in the future. You can see that in Isaiah 51, verse 3, or Ezekiel 36, 35. So the New Testament sharpens this expectation, indicating that the true garden of paradise is supernaturally, supernatural and heavenly, not natural and merely earthly. So only in light of the crucified Christ does heaven make any sense. It is nothing less than the eternal dwelling of God where Jesus promised 
to accompany the good thief after his death. And where Paul was transported in a mystical journey, which you can see in 2 Corinthians 12.3. The heavenly paradise is the eternal dwelling that awaits the saints. Now, I think the biggest mistake that we make um, is when we pray the Our Father, we don't really know what we're saying. So we pray the Our Father, we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Praying for heaven to come down to earth, where there is no more suffering, no more pain, no more sickness. So what that means is you and I don't have to die to encounter God. I think a lot of people say, well, I'm, a, I'm, a good, I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm a, I'm a good person. Um, but Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. So Because there's no death in heaven. If you look around, you're kind of wondering, if this is the kingdom of God, why are people so dead inside? They did not know the immense love of Jesus. They did not know the joy that Jesus has when he says, truly I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. But we don't have to wait till we die to have that happen. We can ask the kingdom to come right now. And that's what we do when we pray the Our Father. Look back at your year. Take time to look through your many blessings and thank and praise God because our new liturgical year is going to come up in just a week and a half. Have we grown by placing under things under the lordship, the kingship of Jesus? If not, why not start now? And if you have, I just want to say keep up the good work, continuing to trust him. Know of my prayers for you and the song that I'm going I'm to close with is Nothing is Impossible. God is a miracle worker. He is doing good work. And the more we trust him, the more you have faith in him, the more we surrender to him, the more peace we'll have and the more his kingdom will come down to earth and the more we'll hold the crucified Christ up as a victory in the Father so he can give us his spirit. And may Almighty God bless you and your families and your loved ones in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you.